0: Welcome to the Flashing Blade podcast, Christmas what? stuff, but what?
1: Flashing Blade? Yes. Staggering Stories, I think you'll find. What? Staggering Stories? Never heard of it. Never heard of it? No. Podcast? Where, on where would one find that? Oh, uh, www.staggeringstories.net.
0: Not www.flashingblade.org.uk?
1: No, you don't want to go there. You sure? Yeah. It's very pretty. Get bad eye infections Thank
0: you I need to get an eye patch (laughs) (laughs) Hello, I'm Tony Hello, this is me I'm from the Flash and Blade podcast And with me is our chief scientist Torn away from his clam obsession It's Adam Purcell
1: Hello Yes,
0: and he's just come here just to make sure I do things properly Because as it's a Christmas staff party Can you guess what we've got for them? Can you?
1: Drink? Nope, try again Chocolate? No socks.
0: Okay, you're missing out on a fundamental thing here. It's uh, the staggering stories Christmas staff party. What do you think they're likely to get? Disappointment. Well, yes, there is that, and <laughs> no goats. Okay, uh, no goats. All right. Um, <clears throat> it's a Mr. Dalek's story. Hey, who would have thought it? I don't. know. I'm stunned, quite Credit. frankly. Stunned, I am.
1: I'm I would have said. Hmm. Um. So uh, it's written by Ben Elliot. Yeah, good old. From that benchy, was the week huh?
0: that was, or something. Um, yeah. uh, he seems to have forgotten how to write stories.
1: Oh, really? What's he writing nowadays? Epictetus? I think he's
0: writing scripts. Oh. Which makes narrating them very easy indeed. Thanks, Ben. <laughs> oh, hang on. He doesn't like being called Ben. <clears throat> Benjamin. don't sound like Dax now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> mm. Cisco, naughty boy. Space ducks. They're called Dax. Hey, I've come up with a definition. Dax. Space ducks. It could have been worse, I suppose.
0: It it could have been. It could have been a space goat. You see, it's a goat (laughs) in
1: space. 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 Do you see? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of such a thing. They gnaw Uh, away at, uh, yeah. (laughs) Any cables? Underwear. Underwear. Don't leave underwear in space. They they eat it.
0: Space underwear. Oh, now there's a film. Attack happy of the pit. Space Underwear
1: yeah.
0: The idea's mine, alright? I'm claiming that idea
1: You're welcome to it
0: Thank you, thank you very much Shall I do Shall I do the rating now?
1: Yeah
0: Alright, um, go away then Okay, goodbye Do you want to wish them a happy something?
1: Oh yeah, happy um, Christmas and
0: New Year Not primitive belief system
1: Oh That's
0: what you normally do
1: Do I? Yes Well, it is a very primitive belief system But happy consumer ism system
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd like to say I've missed this but no, no I haven't <laughs> uh, uh, let's do some music Dalek and the Amiable Assassin. By Benjamin F. Elliot. Once a Polytito, and the scene is Adam's bedroom. There's a trumpet fanfare, and Buffy walks down a red bit of carpet, uh, with Giles by her side. She meets her fiancé, Fred, at the altar okay <clears throat> mixing genres already good start uh, bridesmaids and groomsmen line the carpet and uh, at the altar mr dalek uh, is the vicar um <clears throat> and's wearing dark robes and begins a ceremony so said mr dalek how did all this get started then well said fred i was in a pub in crawley and i was dancing with friends at the nightclub next to the pub and didn't notice them leaving suddenly it was two a.m said buffy the rain was intense, said Fred. I looked for a cab and met Buffy there, heading for the same cab as I. Buffy turned round. There were no other cabs around, so we came home together. Fred said, we'd been together ever since. Mr. Dalek looked at them. 2am, in the rain, taking a taxi home. He wipes a tear from his eyestalk. Or would do, if he could cry. Or indeed reach his eyestalk. "'It's a good trick. It would probably involve a flame and some, somebody sort of pushing the plastic arm all the way up and bending it. Again. I, I'm drifting.' "'I could never have a life like that,' said Mr. Dalek, "'because I'm a Dalek. I would exterminate the driver of the cab.' He absently fired. One random death ray. There was a scream from the assembled masses. "'Ah!' screamed Pinky, and collapsed. "'Please return my tuxedo. It's a rental!' And then he died." Oh, well, that's him out of the story already. Dear me, They're dropping like flies. Uh, Mr. Dalek turned round and said, "Oh dear, thanks to that accident, we now have more bridesmaids than groomsmen. I will just exterminate a bridesmaid to match the numbers. It's your turn, Daphne, or it would be your turn if everybody wasn't running and hiding during those last few sentences. I guess it's time to play Exterminate the wedding party. Wait a minute. There's an incoming conversation. It's probably Adam wanting to play with us during his party. I will put it on speaker grill. There's a Scottish voice through the grill, booming out around the assembled masses. I'm here to ensure that Mr. Dalek is... That, no, 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 hang on a second. Ah, hello! No, no, hang on. I'm trying to do that David Tennant here. It's it's not working. Ah, bear with me. <clears throat> um, Ock, Jings and current No, that's Dr. Arnold McFadden. Um, uh... "'I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sorry. No. I don't want to get... No. Um... "'Oh, look, I'll just read it straight. (laughs) I am here to ensure that Mr. Dalek is utterly destroyed.' "'Come on, that's a brilliant impersonation.' "'Mr. Dalek turned round. Alert, alert. Hostile intent detected. Voice identified. Danger. Investigation and extermination required.' "'Mr. Dalek shaked off his pastoral garments and scooted for the turbo lift doors Adam had installed on the bedroom.' They opened Mr. Dalek and closed behind him, which is good, as a Star Trek classic series pre-credit Sting rolls. Or something. Several minutes earlier, Adam and his guests were setting down to enjoy dinner. Adam wanted to play with the toys and do role-playing games, but he knew a certain amount of decorum was required to keep his friends coming back. Andy had just arrived, Keith and Karen, Jean and Joe, somehow. Don't know why, but she was there. Uh, Two mystery people who will have no dialogue and whose faces will stay just out of focus to allow other writers to play with timelines later if desired. Okay. And the empty chair. No sign of Tony. Again. No, no, probably not. Uh, Adam went to slice the bread. In the centre of the table, a luscious red wine sat forlorn. Just about everybody at the dinner table had sworn off alcohol for various reasons. This wine kept coming from the wine cellar, sitting on the table untouched, getting just a tad warm, and then being put away again. Um, Until the following year, and the year after, and the oh dear. uh, The wine wanted to be drunk. Its purpose in life was to satisfy taste buds and give sensory pleasure. Once again, it looked like it would remain unopened and unloved. There was a knock at the door. Adam opened the door, and a handsome Scotsman handsome, handsome, in his thirties entered the house. Hello, he began. No, no, sorry. <clears throat> Hello, he began. Karen, Joe, and Jean felt a wave of sexual pleasure. at just thought, she's going to kill me if I read that out. Dear bod, Benjamin. I'm a bit lost. I'm looking for the home of Andy Blank. My name is David Blank. Everybody gasped. The David blank. Yes, quite. The guy who made his living blank. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Was beloved by most of the country and had a very hot lover. I'm not so certain about that. She threw away her mobile phone, did not talk to me. I'm drifting. Uh, Full fledged star struckness. Struckiness. Struck, struck. Whatever it is, was in danger of occurring. Adam turned around and said, eh, Hello, I am Adam. This is my house. How can I help you? "'David Blank said, "'Ah, delicate matter there. Is that a bowl of mints on the table? "'I love a good mint after a long drive. "'Nice and refreshing with almost no work. "'Eats a green mint. "'Takes a few seconds to savour it. "'Um, anyway, delicate matter. "'Over 30 years ago, "'I was threatened by an inch-and-a-half-tall terrorist. "'He swore to exterminate me when I grew up "'and proceeded to slaughter many people "'inside a convention hall. "'Minutes later.' I dedicated my life to having a career that would allow me to track this monster, and now I have. Sir, I must ask you to help me. I'm here to ensure that Mr. Dalek is utterly destroyed. Yes, went the wine. People are going to drink me tonight. Boo yeah. Okay, don't know what that means, but there we go. Um, there was a noise from upstairs, and Mr. Dalek whirled into view at the top of the staircase. He spun his eye stalk towards the intruder. ''It is you, after all these years,'' said Mr. Dalek. ''And it's you, too,'' said David. ''Somebody...'' Look how what he said. It was ten, and for heaven's sakes. Um, ''Mr. Dalek turned around. ''Actually, two timelines converge. Part of me travelled into the past ''and lived an extra thirty-something years. ''The other part is much younger and remembers a different life. ''Very confusing to casual audiences. so I try not to dwell on it.'' David Thingy, my Bobby, pulled out a long stick-like device and said, ''Well, you're close enough. Feel my wrath.'' He cried, pressing a button on the stick. Okay. Mr. Dalek's extermination arm pulled out of his body, flying into the room and knocking over a head bust of John Pertwee that Adam had lovingly mounted. Did I read that right? Yeah? Yeah. How on earth did you know, Benjamin? I'm impressed. It's not like he publicizes it. Mr. Dalek could also feel that his elevation thrusters were offline. Again, how did you know that about Adam? I'm drifting. Uh, What was that thing? Mr. Dalek dared not risk another shot. He backed out of sight, flipped around, and drove rapidly back to Adam's room as fast as his friction drive would carry him. Jean turned round. I don't wish to pry, and you are ever so attractive. Could I get your autograph while I continue this complaint? Yes? Great. Make it out to Jean. Your handwriting is superb, by the way. And thank you very much. Now, as I was saying before your hot look, so, um, what makes you think you can burst into somebody's home and decide to kill a member of his family? David Bloke turned round and said Mr Dalek swore to kill me My life's work is to eliminate him It is my sole purpose, everything I have done All the TV appearances, the travelling, even my romances All to bring me to this place To kill Mr Dalek once and for all Adam turned round and said Hmm, apart from trespassing and arousing my female guest One of whom is married to another guest From my party I should point out that you had Mr Dalek at your mercy just now If you want him dead, why didn't you kill him with your magic wand? That magic wand, said David Chaploke, is a sonic stabiliser. It disables weaponry and does the work of a screwdriver in half the time. But it doesn't kill. I'm a celebrity. I can't kill anybody because celebrities don't belong in prison. You've been reading the news recently, Benjamin? Um, You must understand that, my good man. He patted Adam on the back. Oh, and it can make a shrieking noise. That's very unpleasant. So you will all sit quietly, or else... Adam, shall we discuss terms for your elimination of Mr. Dalek for me? Meanwhile, back upstairs. Mr. Dalek, having backed him with his subjects into a corner, said, I really need your help with this problem. Dawn said, I fail to see the problem. This David guy kills you, and you no longer threaten us. No one else here is an ordained minister, so Fred... Oh, Fred will never become my brother-in-law. Oh, that's not a... Ba- Buffy said, I'd help, but Fred hates you. He wanted me to drop you as the vicar anyway, claiming that Scooby was coming close to getting his online ministerial degree. The creeper said, David is just too scary for me, and he fled. Mr. Dalek said, et tu, creeper. And then fall Mr. Dalek. Very poetic. Mr. Dalek lowered his eyestalk to half-master. I will be in the hallway awaiting certain death if anybody is looking for me. And he headed for the door. A half man, half fish swam through the air to Mr. Dalek. Hello, I'm Sparacus. I'm new here. I thought I could help you survive and you would reward me. It is what the goddess Ando would want. Mr. Dalek said, Are you from the underwater menace? I loved seeing that story at DCI Grunt's house in 1973. Then exterminating the negative of the film. I destroyed over a hundred films back then. Good times. Sparacus said, Yes, I was. Nice to meet a fan. They left the room, but not enough for the turbulent doors to close. Mr. Dalek made a mental note that Sparacus was a good egg. His extermination could wait, and would be as painless as possible. As for the traitors who had known and feared him for years, internal powers back to 5% Mr. Dalek could activate, secondary extermination stalks. A miniature version of his gun emerged. Sparicus looked at it. It isn't very big. Mr. Dalek said size is not important, merely precision. Now, just one thing before we go to certain death. Mr. Dalek blasted the sprinkler in the ceiling in Adam's room with a painfully slow ray. Water sprayed all over the place. Adam would be most sad over rare and valuable books being ruined. But Mr. Dalek had to make a point to the others. The toys all trembled as the water reached all parts of the room. They had watched Adam's DVDs. They knew what would happen next. Mr. Dalek pointed at the water. And exterminate. "'In the hallway,' Mr. Dalek explained. "'This secondary weaponry can fire one more time before shorting out, "'after which I will need the Adam unit to repair me. "'So you must keep the David unit occupied enough "'that I can exterminate him on the first and only try. "'Here we... arg. "'Mr. Dr. David Tennant, sir, had absent mindedly hit a button "'on the sonic weapon downstairs, smashing Mr. Dalek into a wall "'and sending his now useless secondary extermination gun across the room.' And Mr. Dalek noted that his power level read at 0%, just as he passed out. Meanwhile, back downstairs, Adam said, Killing Mr. Dalek is out of the question. I have heard all your arguments and they don't get around you trying to kill one of my toys and threaten my guests because you had a bad morning when you were a little child, so no. Tenant turned around with a scowl. Adam, what's that pocket watch in your pocket? Adam pulled it out. I don't remember watch being in there. It's probably unimportant. Tennant said, you know, it is sometimes said that the essence of a soul can be found in a pocket watch. Open it up, please. There was a very slight waver of the sonic stabiliser in Adam's direction. Adam opened the watch and there was a flash of yellow light escaping. It played around him and came into Adam's eyes. His eyes burned bright for a moment before returning to normal. You could almost hear the choir singing or indeed shouting as Adam stood completely erect. Adam's hairline moves forward a bit, unlikely, and the grey hair turned jet black. His face looked just a tad shiny and Hollywood. His suit grew pinstripes, and the music peaked and stopped. "'I am El Presidente. Viva El Presidente!' The Imperial Stormtrooper music starts, but El Presidente stops it with a wave of his hand. "'El Presidente,' said to Mr. Dr. David Tennant, sir. "'Are you ready to help me eliminate Mr. Dalek so you can take control of the Earth?' El Presidente said, ''Absolutely, I'll just get his extermination gun from over here by Pertwee's head.'' El Presidente picked up the head of Pertwee and set him right again. ''Gene will do whatever you say if you need to keep the others in line. They're great at all playing games, so you cannot assume that they're following your orders. They might be playing for time.'' Keith said, ''Adam, you sir, you sir are a traitor. You're a Quisling." El Presidente turned to him, ''It's El Presidente to you, my loyal subject.'' And he started up the stairs. Tennant said, ''Okay, that's settled. Now, Jean, will you be a dear and get the lengths of rope and cuffs out of my suitcase over there?'' ''You're asking Riddler to do that?'' ''Dear Bod, you don't know what you're saying, Benjamin. I'll need you to tie everybody up so that they do not interfere in my plan or El Presidente's work. I'll sign another autograph for you and let all the ladies have a nice feel through my hair when this is over. Any other gentlemen, too, if they're so inclined?'' Jean said, ''Oh, whatever you say, gorgeous.'' she grabbed the bag and started sorting through David's equipment. Uh-huh. Clearly David had been busy settling other scores before coming over. Kate Keith said, if you must tie us up, make sure you tie Keith and I together as opposed to tying us up to other people. As a married couple, we deserve that consideration. Keith said, can you tie us in an interesting position? Kate Keith said, you dirty man. But with a slight smile. Mr. Dr. David Tennant, sir, said, you're very good at working those ropes, Jean. i would almost guess you've done this before. Jean said, Patrick Fawres visited a few months back he found my attentions incredibly comfortable and completely escape proof until those killjoy policemen made me release him there was a sound of a door opening and it took the attention away from the end of that sentence hello everybody said tony oh that's me i'm here hello (laughs) Uh sorry Sorry i'm late traffic was a nightmare i don't drive well i do but i I don't have a this is a story isn't it okay traffic was a nightmare and somebody's car is parked in my space Mr. Dr. David Tennant, sir, aimed his sonic stabiliser at Tony. Jean, get out one more length of rope. Oh, it's going to have to be a long length of rope, trust me. Oh, bod, said Tony. This is the fourth time in a row we've been tired of Adam's house by a major celebrity. I'd like to suggest we meet at Joe's next time and not tell anybody else where that is. Seconded, said my plucky girl assistant. Back upstairs, Sparaclus had woken Mr. Dalek just as the Adam unit reached the top of the stairs. But Adam had a new personality, and Mr. Dalek's extermination gun in his hand. "'Mr. Dalek said, "'Now, Adam!' "'The name is El Presidente,' said El Presidente. "'Fellow citizens, it is now time for my plans to come forth and to conquer the world. First, I shall exterminate you, Mr. Dalek. "'Once you are eliminated, then David downstairs will be able to help me conquer the world. "'We shall make cats the official pets. "'Dogs will be kicked out. "'William Shatner will never be allowed to act again. uh, "'But I'm drifting. "'Here endeth my address.' Sparacus said, "'You will not threaten my friend. "'I will stop you with my half-fish power.' Sparicus began a graceful swim towards Adam, flowing free and powerful. About four feet into the swim, Adam exterminated him. Arg! And all that. The music finally stopped. Mr. Dalek was hopelessly outnumbered here. Adam had gone crazy and had Mr. Dalek's gun. The flight thrusters were still down. Mr. Dalek's new friend and all his subjects were dead, mostly by Mr. Dalek's own gunstick, but dead is dead. And Adam's friends were immobilised. This looks like the end. For Mr Dalek To think All this had happened Because of one chance encounter Mr Dalek was cranky At the wrong moment And annoyed the wrong Power mad toddler It was enough To make one rethink One's life How much of the pain And suffering here Was Mr Dalek's own fault And what did he feel Guilty for How could things Be made right What had he lit There was an extermination Blast and a scream Slightly ring modulated And made in Taiwan It went Arrgh Now we have received a message. It goes like this. Hello, everybody. It's Mr. Dalek here. I'm afraid I just had to exterminate the writer, Mr. Elliot, and take over this story. He was a nice enough guy and a useful quizzling for my schemes, but he failed the basic rule of writing for me. Mr. Dalek, rule one. I am a Dalek. I am not some human or some other weak-willed, cutesy alien who will change their plan whenever the right human comes around to teach morality. Daleks have no morality. We scheme, we plot, we plan. We win because we are smarter than you. Now, Mr. Elliot may have written me into a corner here, but I have a Dalek Wiles on 1960s levels. So, is that some sort of book? I don't know. Is there a Dalek World? There was... our Dalek... No, I've got that wrong. Dalek what? Lay Mr. trick there. Dalek Wiles be brilliant. Tennant forgot something very important in his scheming. Pay close attention to the truth. Mr. Dalek turned round. El Presidente, a quick question before you exterminate me. How exactly is David going to help you take over the world? El Presidente pondered this. Hmm. Nah. An excellent question. Hmm. Oh, well, we haven't quite gotten to that part of the conversation yet. I should point out, said Mr. Dalek, that apart from his behaviour tonight, David had a history of kindness and humanity. Once his vendetta against me is complete, surely he will just stop there and keep you from doing anything evil or fun. El Presidente thought about this. Wow, you're right. Oh, well, guess I'll just have to go down there and exterminate Tennant. No, said Mr. Dalek, we are not strong enough to eliminate him right now. "'Besides, the last thing we need is please coming by here "'and finding out what I've been building in your basement.' "'El Presidente raised an eyebrow. "'You're building something in the basement?' "'Mr Dalek said, but I'm drifting. "'I shall suck it in, pretend to be nice, and get him out of here, "'thus allowing your work and mine to continue undisturbed.' "'I'm so glad my Adam Persona got you,' said El Presidente. Two minutes later, and Mr Dr David Tennant, sir, said, "'So, El Presidente, how did it feel to exterminate Mr Dalek?' There was a short pause, and then he said, Well, clearly the feeling was not too great. Mr. Dalek's alive, looking right at me, and his extermination gun is installed again. Mr. Dalek said, Do not use your sonic device on me, David. Just listen for a moment. Now, I know we got off on the wrong foot. I was in the wrong part of history. I had an errand to run, and I was just in a bad mood. I... Apologise. I think that is how humans pronounce the word. I've been haunted by that day for many years, fearing retribution from the mighty man you've become. I see you in my nightmares. Now, if you had seen me in your nightmares, I humbly apologise. We can forget how off-the-cuff remarks can sound to strangers. Please let Adam's friends go now. Please, please, oh, please. (laughs) And he tried to make the laughter turn into sort of tears, but there we go. Um, Humbly said, ah, how cute. "'Joe said, you've read all those stories, Andy. "'You know what Mr. Dalek's up to.' "'Andy said, I know, but this is essentially a three-hander "'between Mr. Dalek, David, and Adam slash El Presidente. "'I wanted to get some dialogue in. "'Feel involved.' "'David said, I believe you would change, Mr. Dalek. "'I'll give you another chance.' "'He thought for a moment. "'You know, not being angry at you anymore was so refreshing. "'I feel younger. I feel alive. "'I feel like leaving my job and trying something new "'just for the experience.' "'Mr. Dalek struggled with the next few words.' That is wonderful, David. Send us a postcard. Now you should give Jean and El Presidente some scissors and any keys that they'll need to release their friends and depart into the night. Mr. Dr. David Tennant, sir, did as requested, and everybody was free in time to either wish him well or give out a death threat. Mr. Dalek made Tennant give him another six pocket watches, like the one he'd planted on Adam earlier. He could use them to give new personalities to his subjects in Adam's room when they came alive again. Brand new people to exterminate. Bliss. Mr. Dr. David Tennant, sir, left the house and got into his car, which was promptly pulled through space into a flying saucer. Still, that's somebody else's story. Mr. Dalek was just glad to be rid of the pest. El Presidente turned around and said, "'Well, I have a new personality, and I think I'll keep it. "'I'm afraid the time spent dealing with an uninvited guest "'and being held as prisoners has made the food go cold. "'Order some pizzas, Tony, if you please. "'I shall bring down the other toys, "'and we can play with them until the food arrives.'" Mr. Dalek tried to warn Adam or El Presidente about the watery conditions in his room and the mild deadness of his worldly possessions, toy or otherwise. But he didn't listen. The doors to his room opened, and he's not stopped screaming yet. Mr. Dalek thought that the screaming would help him heal. Now, as Mr. Elliot has been exterminated, Mr. Dalek doubts he'll write any more stories. Um, He can always try to win him over, but death tends to harden one's attitudes. Maybe somebody else could take up the challenge. Just remember, Mr. Dalek will exterminate you and take over if your story is poor, but it makes him look weak, or if you include Wurzel Gummidge, mentions of are you being served, um, they write out, don't even try it. Um, the wine was never drunk. It lived till the year 2164, alone and unloved, where a Dalek blockbuster bomb destroyed the entire area, known as Cottismore Green, or as we like to call it, Broadfield. And that was the end of Mr. Dalek and the Amiable Assassin. Well, um, thank you very much. Uh, I'm going to go away now and recover. Um, yes, Uh, don't worry. Mr. Dalek will return in the Staggering Stories Christmas Staff Party 2011.